This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Okay, Top Tribe, this week's winner of the $100 is Zach Ferran. He's a 22-year-old Apple employee, and he's listening to the show and loving it. For your chance to win 100 bucks every Monday, simply subscribe to the podcast on iTunes now, and then text the word Nathan to 33444 to prove that you did it to enter. Nathan Latke here. This is episode 592. And coming up tomorrow morning, you'll learn from XOR Data, which launched in January 2014. And now, in over 12 months, they build, they put in $800,000 just to build the software. Now, they've raised $6 million to date, and they just announced on the show they raised an additional $2 million for $8 million total. They're up to 10 people now. Good morning, everybody. Nathan Latke here, and our guest today is Alex Fishman. He is the founder and CEO of a company called Bugsy.com, which we're going to learn all about. Alex, are you ready to take us to the top? Yes, thank you very much for having me. Good. So tell us what Bugsy does and how do you make money? Hi. So uh, again, thank you very much for having me today, Nathan. My name is Alex Fishman and I'm the founder of Bugsy. Bugsy is a bug and crash reporting tool for iOS and Android. And uh, what stands out uh, uh, for Bugsy is that we are providing video network and logs leading up to the event. So if the app crashes, uh, you're able to see video events of everything that happened in the app leading up to the crash. Uh, all the network communication between the app and the server, including the body, as well as all the console logs, everything the app was printing, so you can see exactly what had happened and what led to the problem. So basically, you not only know what happened, but also what exactly caused that. It's very similar to a flight recorder or a black box on a plane. It sits there and quietly records everything, and everything goes fine. It doesn't bother anyone, but if something would happen, you're able to recreate what exactly had led to the problem. Alex, this is like if I'm Airbnb, I might pay Bugsy, and every time a user opens Airbnb, if, if a crash happens, uh, Airbnb would get a video showing what happened on that user's phone and why it crashed. That's very correct. Okay, got it. And how do you make money? Well, developers pay us to, be, to use the service. It's pretty straightforward. Is it? Uh, well, it might not be straightforward, right? So is it pay as you go? Is it SaaS? I mean, there's a lot of different models you could be pricing. Oh, under. absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So uh, we are a SaaS and uh, we are pricing proportional to the size of the app. So basically proportional to how many users uh, use your application. Okay. So, so let's say I've got, uh, you know, 500,000 users. What would that cost me? It's going to be in the order of five hundred dollars a month. Okay, and what's the difference? I see on your on your pro calculate uh, your price on your website. It says up to a hundred test device deployments is ninety nine bucks, and then it says number of of live device deployments uh, up to a hundred thousand is ninety nine bucks. What's the difference there? Oh, absolutely. So Bugsy provide uh, provides different levels. Uh, 
of value depending whether you're in development and beta testing or in life. So when you're developing and testing your app, usually you test your app on your phone or a, your iPad or your spouse's phone and the spouse's iPad. Or you have a, a set of beta testers, you deploy your app to, you know, early, early on to them to get them tested before you actually take it live. So there the numbers are very, very small, right? And every bug you catch there, it's much more important, you know, to catch it as early as possible before you go live. Uh, so that's basically the idea of test deployments. And when you take it live, then obviously the orders of magnitude of users is very, very different. And then we scale it 100,000 users. And what is the, uh, if we just take an average, what's the average customer paying you per month? Uh, we're not ready to talk about that. Uh, why? Uh, because... Uh, Are you close we, to revenue? Do you have revenue? We do have a little bit of revenue, but we just started. Okay, so you don't. That's why you're not ready to talk about it. You just launched it. That's very correct. Why yes. So we we started working on this in January of 2016. So we're about a year old. We have launched our first the beta customers in late April. So we're about eight months, and we started charging at the last month. So in, in December timeframe. Okay, so December uh, kind of 2016. Um, well, and this is Alex. This is an important kind of part of any company when they're launching. So I'd love for you to be transparent here, if possible. It's it's super valuable, even if the numbers are small. Um, well, what, how many customers do you have paying you a month in? Uh, we have we. Uh, very few customers paying us. We have 1,100 customers sign up total, and about 30% of them used it in the past months. Okay, but those aren't customers. Those are those are users, 1,100 users. Well, the, you know, if, if you define customer as paying, then of course they're just users. But then well, we, what, we else would you do, what else would you define customer as? Isn't a customer mean money? Well, we provide service, we provide support. There's a lot of things going on, right? We, you know, you have to treat users as customers. Otherwise, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't set the right tone. Okay, sorry. I'm asking the question in terms of how many people are actually paying for your products. That's the most. That's the most direct sign of of, of value, right? Value creation. So right. you're saying these 1,100. You're calling them customers. You're saying they've paid you for other things like service and things like that. No, no, no. Okay, no. so they're not customers. Most of them are not. So why do you tell me? Help me understand more of the psychology there. Why do you call them customers? because it sets the right tone within our organization in terms of support and treating them and reacting very quickly to all the customer got inquiries. It. Got it, got it, got it. That makes good sense. So how many of those folks have actually have you actually converted into a paid plan? And, and, and teach us how you're doing that, because a lot of folks listening are just in your same shoes launching their new business. Yeah, so basically the way we look at it is uh, most of the customers who sign up before we announce pricing, they help us to go through a difficult phase of stabilizing our SDK. And we actually gave them a very specialized the free tier, the, the not entirely free, but the significantly extended free tier to for them to continue use it as a, as a small token of appreciation for everything they've done us in the, for the past the six months. And the, for the new customers, obviously they all go through the current publicly available plans. And the, the Yes, yeah, so the way we convert new customers, we have we basically three limitations. So number one is, when you, so when you sign up, it's entirely free, free and fully functional, but it's limited in three things. One is number of test devices you can test. So if you test, as I said, on your device and your iPad, then it's free, but if you go above 10, uh, which means you're basically testing as, 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 as
if something you're committed to release and you want to test it uh, thoroughly, then uh, we start charging $99 per month. And if you release it, again, up to first 10,000 users, it's free because we want you to gain traction. You, We don't want you to worry about that. But once you go above 10,000 users, that means that you are actually successful, um, somewhat successful app, and we would like to be paid. So basically, automatically, we'll, we'll be forced to pay. And the third thing is... Uh, when uh, when you're on a free tier, you can have you have access to your bugs or crashes, video recording of your crashes, for three days only. Uh, if you uh, the assumption there is that if you're a small startup just playing with Bugsy to try your new app or just doing some sort of testing, then you should be able to have quick turnaround around your bugs. But if you're a big organization and you have like a whole workflow and you have teams looking at that, then obviously three days is not enough. Then you know you'll be so convert to so be it's, mid, it's mid-January 2017. So you're about a month into this. How many paying customers are you at currently? Uh, very few. Uh, like under 10? Uh, very few. Well, what does that mean, though, Alex? That you're, you're, I don't understand why you're, why, you're, why you're trying to be foggy here. This is really valuable to listeners who are also just launching their companies. Mm-hmm. No, I understand. It's not being foggy. We just uh, haven't decided to disclose these numbers yet. Give us a range, uh, you, like like un- under 100, under 10, under 1,000? Under 100. Okay. Under 100. Great. That's valuable. And then talk to me more about the history. So have you guys raised capital or are you bootstrapped? Yes, we are funded by K9 Ventures, the same guys who funded Twilio, Ozero, eShares, Lyft, Lytro, if you know any so, of these so guys. In total, how much have you raised to date? 1.2 million. We actually, you know, we are a reboot from a previously failed attempt. So we raised a bigger round before that. And that's a, a remaining capital that the, the investors told us to keep after we decided to shut down the previous venture. So did the cap table also reset or do you have old investors still on the cap table? We have old investors in the cap table, but we had to reset the cap table. Uh, so no. like, so like you took them from having, I'm making this up. They had a larger chunk of the cap table before when you said, we're going to shut this down and restart it. Now they have less chunk of the, of the, of the cap table and, but you were able to keep some of the capital. We, well, it's much more complicated conversation than for a five minutes that we have left, but the, Basically, we reset the, the cap table from scratch and we honored everything the investors had and uh, even uh, a little bit more. Okay. So in the before you kind of reset, how much money had you raised in the other business idea? One eight. Okay. Okay. Got it. That's helpful. And what, so when did you, that pivot happen? So when did you actually start coding this new company? What year? Uh, yes, yeah, so the Bugsy was founded in January of 2016, and we shut down our previous venture in uh, July of 2015. And we had the, the six months of period between July of 2015 and January of 2016, trying to figure out what the hell are we doing. Yeah, and where are you at now in terms of team size? We are, a, I want to say, seven people full-time and five people part-time. And where are you guys based? We are distributed across probably like five or six countries. Okay, so totally remote. Yes, totally remote. I myself in San Jose, California. Okay, very good. Well, great. Well, it'll be nice to stay up to date with you and kind of check in in six, 12 months as you continue to grow the business. Uh, Before that, though, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, Alex, what's your favorite business book? Hard Things About Hard Things by Ben Horowitz. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? A Henry Ward from eShares. Number three, is there a favorite online tool you have, like Acuity Scheduling? 
I'm sorry, what? Is that, what's your favorite online tool? And Gmail. Number four, yes or no, do you get eight hours of sleep every night? I wish. And uh, what's your situation? Married, single, do you have kids? Married plus two. Two kids? Yeah. Very cool. And how old are you? Uh, 37. All right. So last question. Take us back 27, or sorry, 17 years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Uh, that you want to start playing in the startup ecosystem as early as possible when you have less commitments and less things to worry about. There you go, Top Tribe. Start playing in the startup ecosystem earlier. You learned today from Alex, his company, Bugsy. He raised $1.8 bucks, which was just restructured and has taken $1.2 million starting in January 2016 to build and grow Bugsy. They help you understand why your apps are crashing or what your users are doing on mobile apps uh, on their own phones. He's doing this with his team of seven distributed across many countries. Alex, thank you for taking us to the top. Thank you so much, Adam. If you enjoyed Alex today, go back and listen to Magnus yesterday. Magnus runs Now Interact, which just closed a $5 million round of funding on an $18 million pre-money valuation, helping enterprises with omni-channel data collection. You don't want to miss that one. Top Tribe, I love giving away free money. I feel like Oprah giving away cars, and I have something special for you today. How many of you have heard our super sharp guests talk about success they've had with Facebook and Google ads? Well, all of you listening right now, yes, if you're listening, you get $100 in free AdWords. Here's how you get it, okay? Again, thanks for listening. Get the free $100 from Google, right, when you sign up with my website host provider, HostGator. Go sign up now to get your free money, HostGator.com forward slash Nathan. Again, that's HostGator.com forward slash Nathan. Okay, Top Tribe, I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. And don't forget, before you listen to any other episodes, subscribe on iTunes right now for your chance to win 100 bucks every Monday.